Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. Now, to find out more about them or any of the other authors from the series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com where you'll find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to assist you in elevating all areas of your life. Now, today we are speaking with the one and only Dave Parry. Now, for those of you who have met him before, with over 32 years experience in financial consulting, education, property investing, and wealth coaching, Dave's passion and mission is to inspire and enable everyday Australians to achieve their own sense of financial freedom. Now, he's got two systems. The first one is the cash flow conundrum, and the second one is the five pillars of wealth. And with these two systems, Dave makes finance practical, fun, and most importantly, memorable. His content is based on hundreds of consultations, as well as his own extraordinary personal journey, all of which has helped him develop simple, safe strategies regarding finance, debt reduction, tax awareness, property investing, and of course, the psychology of money. Dave's mission is assisting hardworking Australians to become debt-free so they can live a life of freedom and have incredible peace of mind that they're growing a sound future, not only for themselves, but also for their loved ones as well. So please join me in welcoming Dave. How are you doing, buddy? Good, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. I don't know a where big you got intro. that from. But, big uh, intro, buddy. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Some, some clever person wrote that. Don't know <laughs> 32 Gee. years of smashing it out inside the wealth game. Um, yeah, look, that's probably, in fact, it's a tiny bit out of date. It's probably closer to 34 now, but there you go. Time there we flies. go. We'll have, to, we'll have to update that one. Little, little <laughs> update there. It's, it's 34 yeah. years. Mate, I know you, um, I've known you for a long time, and I know sure. that everyone who interacts with you just in a very strange way, seems to just make money. Like it's just, there's this bizarre correlation between people who meet you and people who sort their finances out and tend to generally just become become wealthier. So I'm pretty excited about this podcast because I mean, who doesn't want more money in their life? And I know that you're definitely the man that people should be searching out. So what I want to find out, because I'm just as curious as our listeners today, I, I want to know, why why did you crack the game like why did you crack it and how did you crack it like run us through that what yeah, made sure. you so focused on helping people become so wealthy oh well which one do you want to go for do you want to go for the why or the how you know let's go uh, <laughs> well, let's why? go for the why then the how let's do it that okay, way no worries i was gonna i was gonna be a bit facetious say how it's easy i've just got the midas touch everything oh, i touch nice. tends to gold <laughs> um which, which jokes, in fact, jokes aside, there, there was a period of my life where that's what I felt was the case. Um, and then anyone that goes through any wealth journey will find out that uh, sometimes you just go through a cycle where, where everything is in your favour and it's just to do with the cycle of the markets, whatever those markets are. And uh, you realise you are, in fact, not bulletproof and you are fallible and can make mistakes. But um Nonetheless, I don't have the Midas touch, but through those, I've come up with some processes that I think are, are pretty simple, pretty safe. In fact, they're super simple and super safe and, uh, and, and does make, do make you bulletproof. But what's it all about? Why? Look, Ben, I, I had it look like, like most people. I was born at an early age. And, um, 
<laughs> and, just um, to hear that out, listeners, in case you're wondering, Dave was in fact born at an early age. <laughs> yeah. So I have that in common with you, um, I presume. <laughs> and uh, but what I may or may not have in common with you, look, look, some interesting stories. And my, my dad was my dad was Australian. In fact, he was he was son of, son of a um of a of, of a butcher. Uh, from South Australia. I'm, I'm a WA boy, Perth, born and bred. Some of you people may have heard of Perth. It's this little town over the other side of the country in Australia. Um, and uh, it looked, so dad was Australian, but mum came out um, as, as what was called a 10-pound pom post-war from England. And um, the, the family came out to start a better life, to do whatever. Uh, and through that, the short version is that I guess mum and my nana and, and the aunties, they had a very war ration mentality towards money. Um, and that was something that, that stayed with mum forever. And, and as a kid, you can't help, but that, that sort of imprints on you, for want of a better word. Yeah. Uh, and some of the looking back with fondness and, and a bit of a joke, like, like mum, you know, <laughs> I talk about this in the book, but, but it, you know, what I wanted, wanted a Frisbee. Frisbees were around when I was a kid, you know, in the 70s. It was a big thing. And, uh, and, uh, and mum getting an old ice cream container lid and <laughs> putting a couple of, you know, whatever, getting an art line pen and there, there's your Frisbee, you know, or, or a Batman doll first tried to cut it out of, again, the ice cream bit be used for everything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. So uh, the idea of a Frisbee in your family was an ice cream lid. Correct. Been painted and drawn on with a marker pen. Yeah, look, loosely, I, I use the term painted a bit loosely, you know. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But super crafty, super, you know, she, she knitted, she sewed, she did all that as well, frugal um, and creative. But kind I was going to ask, what? was that a frugality move, this, this ice cream lid thing? Yeah, that was a frugality. That was a we don't have money, we're poor because mm -hmm. the war's not finished. Uh, right. Yep. That's the mindset that came with it, you know. So now on the other hand, uh, I, my dad was a doctor. And so I had this mixed message. I was like, hang on, but aren't doctors supposed to be kind of rich well done but later i kind of tweaked the dad work for the health department so he gave a life of service for years to the, to the health department and in fact um it was quite special in his later years he was he was um awarded the order of australia for his service to pediatrics so it but he's i guess in some ways he sacrificed the, the chase of money finance mm -hmm. uh, for, for serving so I had these interesting messages going on about frugality and you don't work for money you serve and all that sort of thing but at the same time, I had this grandpa, Cliffy. Um, he, he was the guy that came from South Australia. And, and he'd done quite well as a businessman, and, and he seemed to have money. So grandpa Cliffy had money, which was dad's dad. Uh, like I remember as a kid being in the, uh, it, was the first, it was the first car ever. <laughs> it was purple. It was the first car I'd ever been in where you, um, you didn't wind down a window. You pushed a button and nice. Uh, the electric windows went up and it just flashed. I think it was, must have been the Statesman or something. So Cliffy had money. Um, and what Cliffy had was this, he had this, he had this black box, this secret black box that was hidden under his bed that we knew was there and we, we weren't even allowed to, certainly not to touch a bit allowed to see it. Um, but that's where all Cliffy's wealth was. So had this mystery and intrigue around there's Grandpa Cliffy's wealth. And one day that's going to be opened you know, one day. Anyway, fast forward to, to when it was my 20s and, and I had the privilege of, of, of assisting and running uh, Cliffy's funeral. Um, and after that, 
when when the box was opened, the sad thing was there was there was barely enough to cover the funeral expenses, and it left my my gran in a in a really tough situation, really tough. So all this played in my mind about you know about what what was going on, um, and and with that you know these my dad having an opportunity to earn a lot of money and choosing not to, and then Cliffy having money, earning money but having nothing left at the end. Now. The third bit to that was that I grew up with this story that, that also in the 60s, I believe, that my grandpa Cliffy it was an avid bowler, a bit, he was a bit of a punter as well, but he's a lawn bowler. Yeah, and he was down at the bowling club. And he's, he was this guy that always seemed to come home with the, you know, the meat raffle or whatever. He's always winning stuff, probably because he bought so many tickets. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, nonetheless... There's this story that, that I grew up with that, that he'd bought a bunch of blocks of land in Perth in, in what at the time was this unknown suburb. Um, look, there, there was an established, very nice area in, in, in Perth that was, you know, these days is very close to the beach, but back then it was a sort of a 20-minute drive up wooden planks to get to the beach. Anyway, so this suburb in the middle of nowhere, Cliffy heard from a mate that there's this cheap land going, but soon a famous private school is going to be moving up there, so buy these blocks. Cliffy bought them. He bought six, I believe, for like half a year's wages. So if you can picture oh, that, when we're, yeah. where, can you, <clears throat> where can you, you do that now? You've got to use 10 years' wages to get half a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, sure. Um, so, so, it's, so it's a bizarre thing anyway. Um Six blocks of land, half a year's wages. But Cliffy being Cliffy, he went, he basically almost barged into the headmaster's office and said, look, I believe you're, you're moving your school up here. And the headmaster basically laughed him out of the office and said, not in our lifetime. Uh, so Cliffy sold all the land. He did okay. But he gave one block to my dad and one block to my auntie. Now, years later, it turned out that that school did move at this unknown suburb. A golf course came uh, private schools came, you know, within within a within a, a lifetime. It was it was game over. But but Dad was given that block, built built a house on the cheap, um, <laughs> no carpet, no nothing. You know, again frugal. Um, but that was my house as I grew up and as a kid. And I got fond memories of walking around in the bush. We'd collect firewood, so it was was pretty isolated place. But within within ten years, that was a wealthy suburb, mm. very wealthy. So there's these stories that all these opportunities for Cliffy ran through his fingers and on the property side, he got the wrong information from the wrong people. And anyway, that all, that all led to this, there's got to be a way to serve and make money, keep money, make sure there's money at the end. There's got to, there's got to be something around this. Um, and I guess that was, and in a way that you can then protect the ones that you love because yeah, yeah, yeah. behind all that, there, there, was, there was my grand that was, you know, living below the poverty line. And the same thing had happened to my nana. So frugality, and she, she was the she was the 10-pound pom nana. So frugality was not the answer. Frugality yeah. didn't didn't help. It didn't serve you. So just uh, working... all of this kind of leads you. Is that what I guess was the building block for these five pillars of wealth that you run people through? Yeah, it's absolutely Ben. So it's it's the five pillars. 
And also, I guess, the three core areas, which I might just quickly touch on because they might link to it. Yeah. The, th- the, three, the three core areas, in fact, there's, there's three core areas in a subset I'll talk about. See, what the first lesson I guess I got from Cliffy was that, see, he worked hard. That's my grandpa, Cliffy. He worked hard to earn his money. He worked reasonably hard to keep his money, but he never got his money to work hard for him. And I think they're the three lessons that we need to take away for all of our lives. Work hard to earn your money, but then work hard to keep your money. And then finally, the key to wealth is getting your money to work hard for you. And, and he, never, he never got those three things to happen. He just never did it. So, so that's, that was all part of the journey with this. So I'll jump into the five pillars. What's that all about, Ben? Look, for those of you who can see the video, I've got a diagram behind me, but the, the, for those that are listening along, the easiest way is probably just to ask you the question. And, and I'll ask you, Ben, look, <laughs> the simple thing is, would you like more money? Yes. Yes, sure, sure. <laughs> Most people would say yes. And if I'm a bit more specific, would you in fact like to increase your income? Yes. You know, would you like to create more cash flow in your life? Yes. If you've got debt, would you like to get those under control or get them disappeared? Yeah. Uh, would you like to find out how to take home more tax or pay less tax? Yeah. And would you also, would you like to think that one day you're going to have a fantastic future to look forward to, full of freedom, opportunity, choice, and maybe leave a legacy for those that you love? Yeah. Well, look, you said yes to most of those, but they're the five things I've kind of figured out that people generally want. And they're my five pillars. What can we do to help you increase your income? Most people want to increase their income, create more cash flow, destroy their debts, pay less tax, and have a fantastic future. They're the five things. Mm-hmm. So let's help you increase your income. Let's help you create more cash flow. Let's help you destroy your debt, pay less tax, and focus on a fantastic future. They're the five pillars, but there's this conundrum that we get into when we put our focus on the wrong things. Now, let me ask you this, Ben. For most people, what do you think happens as soon as they start increasing their income, earning more money? What is the next thing? They spend it. (laughs) It either slips through our fingers, our lifestyle goes up, but we, we earn more and we spend more. So back to my comment from earlier, work hard to earn your money. I'm all about, absolutely, don't get me wrong, I'm all about helping people increase their income in fact, a lot of the private clients that I have um, and through the courses that I run, like the Bulletproof Wealth, we actually focus on generating multiple income streams because I believe that's an important thing, not just one income stream but multiple. So absolutely, let's work on super safe ways to increase your income. But then we've got to keep it. We don't just spend, <laughs> we don't just spend it. So uh, as your income goes up, You've, you've nailed it. Most people spend their money. But the second thing, and this is a bit of a trickier question, uh, what's the second thing that, that is pretty much guaranteed to go up whenever you earn more money? Tax. Absolutely. And that's often what people forget. So we earn more money, we're paying less tax, but if we're spending more money at the same time, sometimes we actually have less cash flow. So we're obsessed with this idea of earning more money, higher paid job, uh, maybe winning the lotto ticket, whatever. 
we want the money in the money in without realizing or paying attention to the fact we pay more tax and we're spending more money now spending money may be bad enough or look look hey i like spending money too don't get me wrong but you know i love it but i put money aside to do that so i can track it um but what makes it a bit worse sometimes is people don't just spend the money then uh we end up clocking up our debts mm, yeah um so if our income's gone up and in fact our debts have gone up and we're paying more tax we often find our cash flow is worse than it was before our income started going up in the first place. We end up scratching our heads going, what's going on? This is, I don't get it. I'm stressed. I'm bugging out. I don't know where the money's going. The pressure it puts on relationships, on family, it just sucks. It's, it's terrible. And I've seen the dark side of that time and time again. And unfortunately, the answer we often come up with is, uh, is, what, is, is I guess I've got to work harder and earn more money. <laughs> And it's we earn more money, cycle. it becomes this cycle, it becomes this vicious cycle. So I earn more, pay more tax to alleviate this stress that I've got on my debts. I spend more on things I don't really need. I just go round and round and round. So we end up in this cash flow conundrum where we're stuck in this cycle of earning more, spending more, you know, paying more tax and having nothing to show for it. So no doubt there's a lot of listeners that are hearing what you're saying and they're saying, you know, that this is my life right now. I'm going mm. to work. I'm trying to increase my income. As I, my income goes up, I pay more tax. Then I get in more debt. My cash flow gets strangled and I'm not going anywhere. What's the, what are they meant to do? What's, what's the average person today meant to do about it? Yeah, sure. Well, I'll tell you what the average person does. Well, first, they'll say, if you're feeling that, if any of this is resonating for you, 100%. 100%, you are not alone. You're absolutely not alone. And I want to tell you this, you know what, in a lot of ways, it's not your fault. Because the most common comment back to me after, you know, hundreds of conversations with, with everyday Australians, hardworking Australians, you know, I do some diagrams, map some things out and make things look super simple and super safe for them. They go, Dave, we just weren't taught this at school. We just weren't taught this at school. So I want to say, if, if this is your situation, I get it. You're not alone. And it's not really your fault because no one's ever taught you how to master your money. Mm. Um, no one does, which is you know, one of the things we need to do. We need to learn how to master our money. So what can we do? Look, there's a few things you can start doing to flip it around. And this is where, look, the conversation could go in many ways, Ben. The three core areas apart from this this these five pillars are looking at is look we've got to learn how to master you've got to learn how to master your money because if you don't learn how to master your money you'll become its slave mm. it's as simple as that master your money or you'll become its slave you'll be the person that is stuck having to earn money You'll be the person stuck when you go to a restaurant. You don't look at the dish you want. You look at the price that you can afford. So you'll be a slave to money rather than learning to master it. And you can learn to master your money. Uh, and the second step with that to start generating wealth is you need to learn also how to prosper with property. Property is this amazing tool that's accessible to so many people. And prospering with property just could be like, it could be for you as simple as 
buying your first house, learning how to pay it off quickly as possible to start creating your own destiny or equity. Because if you don't prosper with property, you'll end up paying the price, literally, literally paying the price of either soaring rents getting out of control or property prices getting out of your reach. And the final thing you need to do is focus on your future. Because if you don't focus on your future, you will face the consequences and the consequences are possibly not going to be that flash for you. So that's a bit of the dark side that I'll leave it with you, but there's some rationales behind it. So, so the average person, they're sitting at home right now and they're like, sure. all right, what, what's my first step? But like, what have I, what can I do today that's going to change my financial destiny? Yeah, sure. Look, look, these five things I talked about, increasing your income, creating more cash flow, uh, getting hold of your debt or paying down your debt, getting more, you know, take paying less tax and focusing on your future. It's, they're all together. Look, conceptually, uh, I could talk conceptually or I could just give you a big takeaway. What would you prefer? <laughs> Maybe a big takeaway. Oh, a, big ta- a big simple takeaway is this one. Look, instead of when you start increasing, well, no matter if you've increased your income or you haven't, in fact, look, most of you will have increased your income year by year because most of you will get a pay increase. So if nothing else, most of you get a pay increase a year. So you do increase your income. So I'd like you to think about this. Uh, if you take even some of what your uh, increase in pay is every year and do something different with it, you will start a different, different cycle. Rather than spending it all, you'll start a different cycle. And there's a takeaway, it's quite simple. Look, if you've got this thing uh, called a house that you live in and you own it, well, you're doing very, very well. Uh, it's, it would be, you'd be a very unusual situation for most people today. Most people have this thing called debt. We need to get a debt. We need to get a mortgage uh, to buy a house. So if you've got a mortgage, that's often one of the biggest stresses that people go through. It often is such a big thing that people just ignore it, play ostrich, head in the sand, hope it goes away. Well, there's a couple of simple things you can do. There's, there's, a, there's a simple little saying I want to say to you. As he says, $2 a day can save you 20K. Mm-hmm. $2 a day can save you 20K. What does it mean, Ben? Look, for most mortgages, most home loans, you've got the ability to make an extra payment. And all I'm selling you is this. If you could, most people can afford $2 a day for something. Yeah. Would you agree? It's, yeah, yeah. it's a nothing. It's, it's not even half a coffee. Now, if you can set things up to, to physically or literally pay $2 a day into your home loan extra and above to what you're paying, on average, it's going to save you $20,000. Now, if you're on a higher interest rate, actually, it will save you more than that. But the very fact of just $2 a day, which you're probably going to miss, could easily shred twenty grand off your home loan and probably a couple of years. Now, that's one of the, I've got nine home loan hacks that I talk about in my courses, and that's one of them. It's really so, getting so that. The list mo- is out there. Just, just with that, that sheer adjusting, you know, you go into your bank, you adjust the payment by whatever. What's that? $2 a day? 14 uh, bucks a week. 14 bucks a week. 14 bucks a week. Yeah. Yeah. Now, most people, most people can find $14 a week. Now, yeah. if you can't find $14 a week, uh, there's another side of it that, that I know you'd be very familiar with, and it's probably to do with your mindset or your psychology. So 
rather, you know, and that's another whole thing we probably don't have time to get into, but need to start focusing on the question of like, how can I do this rather than I can't do this? Look, Robert Kiyosaki penned that, I think, in his Rich Dad Poor Dad years ago, that one of the concepts or the mindsets of the wealthy is rather than saying, or the poor, the poor mindset is, I can't do it. Whereas the wealthy's mindset is, how? How can I do it? So back to the $2 a day thing. Look, my suggestion would be quite simply this. If you have a home loan, get online, talk to your bank, do whatever you can and adjust your mortgage payments. Make sure, I'm going to be careful this isn't going into specific financial advice. This is the suggestion. This of is course. The suggestion. I mean, I, we, we, we can appreciate that anything that it's Dave says is, um, he doesn't a, understand your specific situation. Cool. Uh, he's worked with hundreds of people though. So yeah. he's just sharing what's worked in the past for sure. Tends to work. <laughs> <laughs> tends, to, tends to work. So look, most, most of you be able to talk to your bank, get online, do whatever you need to do, and just, just start paying. This might sound counterintuitive. Pay the minimum monthly payments on the home loan. Just stop it to go to the minimum monthly payments. Then go to your bank account that your money goes into and physically set up a transfer of $14 a week to go into the home loan. Because that is a payment you can control. And I am such a firm believer on people taking control of what they can control. Because yeah. choice and control ends up giving you this sense of freedom. Yeah, well, I love that. And I like that a lot, Dave. I actually, I mean, that's super practical. And a lot of people sit there going, oh, you know, I'm waiting for this magical silver bullet that Dave has. People don't realise it all comes down to the little things. You keep doing enough little things. And you said you've got nine of these mortgage hacks. And yeah. uh, I know that if people just do the little things, they start to compound, obviously. And it, it, it ends in tens of thousands of dollars in savings and, and years um, being shaved off, off mortgages. And I like that idea that I set up my direct debit. I choose the 14 bucks a week and who knows, you know, maybe I feel good about myself and I increase it to 20 or whatever it may be. Um, but at least yeah, I control it. So I like it. So all the mortgages um, in your world, you'd set them all to, to the base minimum payment. And then you'd have another direct debit from your own in the account, your money goes into. And yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's step one. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That, and as I said before, look, it's, it's, it's often when we get this, this stress around finance where we're bugging and wigging out, it's because we feel as we, we've got no control anymore. And as you'd know, that, that, that I'm sure, well, I presume you'd agree with this, that, that choice and freedom and control are all linked together. Mm. And that if we feel as though we have no choice, that we have no control and got no control of choice, we have no freedom. And most of us want freedom in our lives. And most of us ideally want to end up with financial freedom. Mm. So it starts with these series of small choices. And the question I think they, of, rein, they reinforce a mindset. You know, I, I think just with that $14 a week thing, you start to you reinforce that that you're controlling something. You know, you've you've as you said, you know, you 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 get this idea that you've taken control of an element of your finances that leads to a, a great return over the years. Yeah. And I think that you know, reinforces a stronger belief, which builds and builds and you get momentum off these little steps. 
For sure, for sure, it does. Look, and and as and I know that you're aware through a lot of the teachings that you give. Look, look, mindset, mindset, the psychology mindset is vital. You, you've got to work on that. However, mindset alone doesn't change anything. You've got to take action. Yeah, you just got to take action, and the action can, if it's taken correctly and gets the correct results, will reinforce the mindset. Yeah, which gets better actions to better results to better mindset. So the two bucks a day, 14 bucks a week is a start. It's a good start. Look, I end up with clients that start, you know, in time. They end up with um, all these different little payments going left, right and centre. And it becomes, honestly, it becomes a game. It becomes fun. Yeah. You, you, You can see where your money's going. You're controlling it. And then you find yourself in a situation, you know what, uh, oh, I actually, I've, I actually now I've got this money that I can spend on the thing that I want to spend and it becomes fun. Yeah, yeah, a sense yeah. of freedom comes out of it. So I'm, I'm not, there's two things I'm not. <laughs> I'm not promoting a frugal, boring, live on baked beans, smell of an oily rag existence. I, I do not, I believe in abundance, living in a life of abundance and appreciation within your means, uh, but with an aim to grow that, to grow it to where you really want to be with your abundance. So I'm not a frugal guy, uh, not a frugal mindset guy. I'm absolutely getting people into that place of choice and freedom. But to start with, let's get the debts under control. But the other thing I want to say, Ben, here is the other thing I'm definitely not. I'm not, I'm not the get-rich-quick guy. If you, <laughs> If you... I don't have the silver bullet, and forgive me, I might have lost viewers here, but I do not I do not believe in the lottery ticket. I do not believe in the come to my course, you'll be a millionaire in a year. I, I don't believe in that. I believe that is a lot of BS, other people's belief systems, that, and it's not mine. I believe there's a formula and you can crack it. It compounds, in your words, and actually becomes super simple and super safe. And it's it's it it it, it can't be it, this other stuff that's out there that people are carrying on or spruiking about. I, unfortunately, I believe they're fundamentally flawed, and yeah, it, it doesn't yeah. happen. Doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen. The results. I know a lot of people go along to your um your incredible wealth event that bulletproof wealth that you run. It's yeah. a, a two day yeah. program. Um, but I also know that before they get there, you do a lot of these ninety minute. Um, freebies all over the place so it's 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 not uncommon to log on to your website daveparry.com.au so uh, dave p-a-r-r-y.com.au and you've always got something running some type of uh, freebie event some type of 90 minute program is that kind of the entry point that most people go through before they get to your bulletproof wealth yeah, for sure. Look, look, every now and then, look, I do have a few, look, I've, I've got a lot of private clients, Ben, I've got, I've got a handful. Look, I'm, I need to be more and more selective these days with who I want to work with. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're super, super willing, ready and able to get cracking on things, um, it's a bit of an interview process, but through the courses, w- which, which I do, it's, 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 just, it's really become my mission and passion is to get this information out to as many people as I can. Yeah. And, um, and I believe it's through the education one of the laws of business is you've got, to, you've got to spend money to earn money, you know, and I believe it's the same with investing. You've got to spend money to be able to create money. And one of the best ways you can create wealth is by investing in your education. Absolutely. I think so after 30, 
34 years and the, the, and I've paid I've paid thousands of dollars on, on training on courses being you know taught from the best in in, in various various um I guess aspects of all this wealth stuff and they're the best investments ever made was was in the education so I've developed this stuff that I believe is accessible to everyone and yeah you know, I give a lot of stuff away absolutely for free in my 90 day events uh, we dig more into the five pillars, uh, the increasing your income, creating more cash flow, destroying your debts, paying tax, less tax, focus on a fantastic future. And you can find out more about the whole bulletproof wealth process through that as well. Um, so that's, that's yeah, jump on the, on the website. You'll see links to upcoming, upcoming freebies. Yeah. Um, and most people get incredible value. There's, you'll see testimonials from people that, you know, get great value out of out of what i give in 90 minutes for sure yeah you're definitely packing the value that's for sure is there is there any final tip you'd want to uh offer our listeners who are wanting to elevate their results in the area of wealth what what would be your, like your, your final takeaway before we wrap it up uh look <sighs> i want to just look the final takeaway i just want to reiterate what i said earlier ben um that you if nothing else, I really want you to take away this mindset. There's no get-rich-quick scheme that works. There isn't. I mentioned I thought I had the Midas touch for a while. It was was thought I didn't. Um, it, taking action is part of it. But really, you need to focus on work hard. Work hard to earn your money. Work hard to keep your money and then get your money to work hard for you. And if you're doing that in the framework, as I increase my income, I'm going to focus money of paying down my debts, maybe siphoning some money towards my future. And here's a tip, secret, secret, <laughs> come and find out more. There's certain ways you can slide money towards your future that helps you reduce your tax. So you're keeping your money, you're paying your debt, you're getting tax back, and it starts this amazing cycle of generating wealth. Nice. So I like work it. hard. Yep. So work hard to earn your money, work hard to keep your money, and finally get your money to work hard for you. And that is when we jump into master your money, prosper with property, and focus on your future. We get all that happening together. And away we go. Away you go. Nice. Well, look, I just want to say thanks so much, Dave, for being on the show, mate. Thank you so much for uh, sharing no your wisdom with us. And uh, for the listeners out there, of course, go to daveparry.com.au to find out more about his 90-minute um, free programs that he does, or you can actually reach out and talk to him about his Bulletproof Wealth program. Uh, but also, if you want to find out more about Dave as an author, you can go to elevatebooks.com and check him out there online as well. Uh, so always remember that giving yourself permission truly is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thanks so much for tuning in and bye for now. See you, Dave. Thank yeah, you, thanks, sir. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Ben. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.